When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. How's it going? That's going well, man. We got a full stack of stories. This is a so much TMZ lineup of stories because it's got a little bit of everything. We got a little Kanye, got a little Kardashians, got a little Trump. Everything's some, everything's some there. Some sports scandals. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. get to that. We'll get into that. All right. Let's start uh, with Donald Trump. So Donald Trump, uh, who is under assault from a lot of angles. He's being sued by Letitia James in, in New York. He seems to be under assault. And what do people do when they're cornered? They sometimes lash out. Yeah, so now like he's a cornered animal. He's a cornered animal and he needs to have something on the offense and he found it. So he has filed a lawsuit in district court, in federal court in Fort Lauderdale, which he loves that forum. Yeah. Florida, Florida. I'm from, you know, it's a mixed state. I, I guess it's sort of purple, but there are some. It's, it's very red in some odd. places, very blue in some places. Very, very red in some places. Yeah. That, that is the key for yeah. Donald Trump. And the red parts are sort of deeply red and strange, conspiracy-minded people. They're very MAGA red. Yes, very MAGA red. So that is his home base. Uh, you know, it's where Mar-a-Lago is. He's filed this lawsuit um, where he is suing CNN. CNN. Obviously, that is his bed noir, right? That is the he hates CNN. That has, has been he, the bane of his existence since before he ran for president. Yes. Do you remember when he would uh, post those memes of wrestling where there would be a CNN block yeah. on someone's head? He hates he hates, hates CNN. CNN. And, and they don't years, love him either. And they don't love him. No love lost. The network did largely build uh, his four the four years of his administration. They largely largely built their coverage around opposition to him. I think that's just a, a fact. Of course, there was a lot to oppose. I don't. And yeah. we'll get into that. But what he focused on in this lawsuit is. Is he's saying they've defamed me, and the way they've defamed me is by focusing all of their news coverage on my efforts to push what has been called the big lie. Uh, the big lie, obviously, is him challenging the results of the 2020 election, saying that they were fraudulent. There was no way that Biden could have won, and and pushing this narrative forward. CNN has likened it to the big lie. Now, the big lie has a historical context, and, and a lot of people maybe don't know that. That's right. That's but right. This, so, is, this was right out of Hitler's playbook. I mean, literally out of literally. his playbook. The, the the term comes from Mein Kampf, which was what Hitler wrote in 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 prison during one of his imprisonments before he took power. And the idea is this: a, a lie, a small lie, is hard to pass by somebody, uh, but a large lie, because it's so outlandish, people think, well, someone wouldn't make yeah, that it up. Must it must be have true. a kernel of truth. Of course. And this is actually a strategy employed by Hitler during his rise to power. It was, it was let's let's create anger towards Jewish people. He he famously sort of blamed the loss in World War One on a guy named Eric Ludendorff, who was a Jewish guy. You're getting deep this. into history here. Yeah. So anyway, he but basically, the bigger the lie, hatred. the more people will believe it. That's right. And, and it, CNN was saying so by Trump, by making these ridiculous declarations that I won the election and everything is fraud and, you know, four million, you know, immigrants and dead people voted or whatever he was saying. So now he's suing them, saying, you know, you compared me to Hitler. Yeah, you made a comparison and and analyzed what I was doing here and called it the big lie, and that has likened me to Hitler, and it's battered my reputation. Now, putting aside whether Donald Trump as a person is sort of defamation proof because he's so battered in so many ways through his past with you know known adultery uh, and things of that nature but yeah. he's saying you can't compare me to Hitler and you're only doing it so that you can win this next election in 2024 by muddying me up enough with Hitler that I couldn't possibly win 
and and also like he says that, you know, that well, part of his lawsuit there's a lot of things in here that they called him racist yes. and uh insurrectionist and also that he goes you know they only reported on the negative stories about me never about the positive things it's remarkable they don't have to yes news organizations <laughs> are allowed to cover the news stories that they find relevant there are to lots their of audience. news organizations and they don't all have to say positive things about whoever the current president is that's right we, we know this now now remember there's a lot of people who think news has to be fair and balanced right and and to some extent your coverage has to be well researched you have to look into the other side but that's not really what he's accusing cnn of he's saying cnn didn't cover all the positive stories they don't have to they don't have to they don't have to I, you know some could say that the other news organizations don't cover positive stories in the other direction. That's what news coverage is. The big problem with this from a legal perspective is these are mostly opinions about Donald Trump. What they would do is take videos of things he said about the election and say, well, this sure seems like the big lie and he's pushing yeah. it because there there is no voter fraud and, and, and so several cases have determined that there was no voter fraud. There's no chance he could win this lawsuit. No. I can't see that. And and also... It's a stunt. But the, the big lie thing seems... So big. then to prove it's not defamation. CNN has to prove. Well, they don't have to prove it. They just say you lost sixty over sixty cases about the election, and you kept saying it. It was a lie. Yeah, I also think it'll be dismissed well before that because these are opinions, and so, opinions are protected. I mean, if if they if CNN ran its coverage and said Donald Trump uh, had an affair with this particular woman, and he could prove I never met that woman, that's defamation. That's uh, a misstatement of fact that wasn't researched, and he he could have told them, hey, this is untrue. I've never met this woman. I was in another place, had a full alibi. That's defamation. But your the opinion is I think he's a bad someone. guy. Yeah, based on here's clips of things he said. He's, and he's got to know he can't win this lawsuit. Yes. So, but he this, put is, in is four hundred seventy-five million dollars. Yeah, so half that gets a billion headlines. dollars almost, um, which he could probably use right now. So, is this just distraction from all the other things from the Letitia uh, James, the the Mar-a-Lago investigation, the January sixth committee? Like, there's still so many things going on as he's trying to look forward to 2024 and running again. Yeah, I mean, look, you can, you can, I, I think that's what this is. I mean, this is him on the offense, but not in a very serious way from my perspective. Now, maybe his, his lawyers know more and maybe they have some sort of smoking gun of actual defamation that they'll push. I doubt it, uh, but, but. Well, it seems he, like they would have led with that. It, it, yeah, he would probably <laughs> lead with that. But he's sort of positioning himself uh, to, to, to say like, I'm a fighter. You know, this is all about electability in 2024. He wants to say like, look, they've been trashing me don't believe all of the stuff uh, that has been levied against me. That's all about news coverage. He, he is trying to blunt the impact of all the things that are happening to him from the raid at Mar-a-Lago, from uh, Letitia James is, 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 is you know suing him over, and he's saying that's all part of this CNN spectacle. Don't believe that stuff. They don't cover the good things about me. I'm not sure it'll work. At some point, there's a level of exhaustion it that seems you like, get yeah, uh, as a from distraction, this All this will do is reinforce his base and things they already believe. That's right. Like what is what I'm is not he sure really accomplishing? Over. Yeah, like this doesn't really change any opinion one way or another. I don't think. No, and it's sort of a sad commentary. We're all in our in our echo chambers, so this sure. isn't going to convince anyone who already thinks Trump is sort of clownish and a buffoon. And it's also not going to lose him any people who are inclined to believe him. People this who already called CNN fake those. news already think that. Yeah, this to them this just reinforces that. Yeah, from my perspective, I, the the thing that saddens me is is that law firms take this seriously enough to write. A sort of well-written lawsuit by a big law firm that's representing him, and I, 
I don't know how in good conscience you can sort of, you know, bring these types of lawsuits. I maybe maybe that's a Pollyannish view of what my profession yeah. is, but <laughs> it's a little You have a higher it, view of your profession than most people do. I really but, do. But I don't think this will go anywhere. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, look, there's a lot of uh, judges in the federal system that he put in power. So maybe they will find some so, something persuasive about these arguments. I, I don't I, think I can't see him winning this. We'll have um, to let's move on. To another a very outspoken divisive figure here, uh Kanye yeah, uh, has been you know all over social media because at Paris Fashion Week wore a T-shirt that said "White Lives Matter." Mm-hmm. Uh, brought Candace Owens out; she also wore it. A lot of his models wore it. And now big he is, bold lettering, big yeah. bold lettering. And now he is doubling down on that. He posted, "Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome." So describe what is he talking about? It being a scam. What What do you so think? So there, he's there is a lot to? of it, there is you know some some basis for this. The some of the executives of the Black Lives Matter, not not the movement as a concept, but the actual right. organization. Yeah, there have been some some investigations into misappropriation of funds, people buying houses with money that was uh, brought in from donations. So. I, I th- I'm assuming that's what he's referencing. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people have been saying what, what he's doing by wearing this shirt is dangerous. And this, of course, you know, I've seen all the back and forth online. People are like, oh, why is, you know, saying white lives matter a dangerous idea? It's, it's not saying I don't think that, you know, white people don't matter. Yeah. It's just that's kind of the default of this country. Right. You know, it's, it's the same argument we've had about Black Lives Matter for years now. You know, the, 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 the comparison people make if, if, you know, two houses are on a block and one's on fire and fire trucks race to the one on fire. The person in the other house doesn't go, why aren't you coming to my house? Right. My house matters. Right. Your house isn't on fire. <laughs> like that's... Now, let, let me take a step back. I, I think you're right. I think this is such a deliberate provocation. He didn't even wear an All Lives Matter shirt. Which no, is, White which Lives. Is, he knew what he was he, doing. He went to White Lives Matter. Um, someone at Vogue, I, I forget her name, was trying to make sense of what he's doing because there's always a, at least a first inclination to be like, what is Kanye trying to say as an artist? Because he is an artist, whether, mm-hmm. whether you like him or not, and he's a provocateur. So what is the message of this? Because there was a lot of confusion. Why White Lives Matter? Why didn't you do the All Lives Matter? That would have sort of made sense within and, the and, existing and narrative. And if it is his anger over executives from Black Lives Matter, you know, allegedly using funds. You can go after can, Black Lives Matter. Well, you can go after those specific people. Sure. The, the concept of what it is, it's, it's just so odd. You know, And of course, you know, Kanye, you know, what he says one day will have no bearing on what he says the next day. Right. But it's so hard to remember as the guy that said, you know, George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. That's right. To now be wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. It, it was very strange. I remember when he wore the MAGA hat, the, 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 the defense of what Kanye was doing was saying the message of this hat is good. It's it is just the context of the of who is wearing it that's destructive. So if Donald Trump wears this hat, he is envisioning a certain sort of callback to '50s America and, yeah. and sort of potentially a, a bad time for, for for minorities. When Kanye wears a hat, he is maybe saying something like "Make America Great Again" when we were sort of a more liberal country. Maybe he's saying that. I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's what, what he's, he's saying. saying no. But at least you can say that the hat is contextual because making America great again can mean different things to different people. This is an affront. I, I mean, this is this is so provocative. Now. One woman from Vogue did have a defense of it. Not a defense, but she was trying to work out what he might be saying. And I don't know how much you buy this, but the, the notion is he's kind of like Duchamp. You remember Duchamp would put like a, you know, uh, he's the artist who put a, a little mustache on the Mona Lisa yeah. or he put a urinal in a, in a, in a weird context. Um, he, she, she's saying that maybe he is saying that if Black Lives Matter is successful, then the people who will need their lives to matter will be white people in some dystopian future. And he's I talking think people about are that doing future. cartwheels to try and make this make sense. I think so, too. I think a lot of it's what it is, and he kind of backs this up. You know, when, when Kanye was, was posing with Trump and wearing the, the Make America Great Again hat, he was saying, you know, I'm not going to be part of, like, groupthink, basically. I'm That's a free right. thinker. You can't tell me what to think. It was almost like a defiance of, 
oh, well, because people think I'm black and liberal that I have to do this. And so one of the things he said to this was, I am yay, and everyone here knows that I am the leader. You can't manage me. Right. It's almost like he resents having to be part of a black movement that he's yeah. not in charge of. I, I mean, you know, you can't. He doesn't want to be a you follower. You can't guess he, what he's thinking. Yeah, at his core, he's a narcissist. I mean, I think that's, to me, that is very clear from from looking at Kanye. And he's also contrarian. And, and yeah. the, to, he doesn't want to follow the norm. He is an artist who sees himself as when everyone is turning right, I'm going to turn left. But what turning left means doesn't matter as much to well, him. Well, this is more turning right. <laughs> fair enough, fair <laughs> enough, case, fair enough. But, Everyone's turning left. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. But, but he is, uh, I, I think that's part of him, is he, he wants to sort of challenge people who are moving in one direction. If he sees the herd moving, he will move the other way just to force them to think. I, I just don't think he thought this. Through. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes you know, if the herd's going this way, maybe it's because there's a cliff and they don't want to fall over it. Right. And I sometimes don't think you fall that. right off the cliff. <laughs> he likes to run headlong into the cliff. Yeah. I, 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 look, he's very exhausting. I don't think this will sort of change how we view Kanye. There will be more times that he does this and we will talk about them again I, I and think, again. I think people like fans are either, they're either off the, the wagon at this point or they're not. I think that's right. Either you've chosen, you know, ride or die, or you're you've been off for a while. The most telling thing is I saw this. He's wearing a White Lives Matter shirt, and I wasn't surprised in the slightest. No, it didn't. It didn't no. shock me. It was just like, oh, this is more Kanye being Kanye. And I think he runs the risk of if he's always contrarian, everyone is just going to be like, oh, we get it. You're a hate. You, yeah, you're, when you're, you're shocking all the time, you're you're not shocking you anymore. Shock. Exactly. It's like, okay, I expect this from you. The most predictable thing is yeah. for you to wear a White Lives Matter shirt. It is. It's kind of predictable at this yeah. point. If he came out in a trench coat and everyone guessed, oh, do you have a White Lives Matter shirt? Someone would have guessed that anyway. Yeah. So that's that. That's a commentary on, on, on Kanye. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. But let's move over to Kim, because this is sort of fascinating to me. Um, and it's always good to follow a Kanye story with a Kim story. <laughs> yeah. But she, uh, you know, just settled some pretty serious charges from the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. So Kim posted uh, basically a promotion of this cryptocurrency called Ethereum Max, which is an offshoot of a very popular and sort of uh, mainstream to the extent any cryptocurrency can be mainstream. You have Bitcoin and Ethereum. This I have a, heard of those two words. You've heard of those two <laughs> so, words, right? Those I know nothing Bitcoin. about Bitcoin, so this is more your thing. But Ethereum Max is not that, although it was trading on the name Ethereum. It was an entirely separate coin, uh, which she basically promoted to her, I think at the time had 250 million followers on Instagram, and just put a post up saying, hey, I heard from my financial friends that this is the coin to get into, uh, you know, lots of money to be made, so forth. And she very clearly said, this is not financial advice. That's right. She did lead with, this is not financial advice, and she also put hashtag ad at the bottom. But that's all she disclosed, which is a way to the FTC uh, that you are indicating to the viewer that this is an advertisement and not to not to be taken as just your organic Which is post. what you do on Instagram when she's doing her tummy tea or whatever that's thing. Right. You put hashtag ad. Everybody knows what that is. That's it's like, right. okay, she got paid. 
whatever. Buyer Bureau. We didn't know how much she got paid. Well, the SEC found out that... that works. This, yeah, this works differently than Instagram. This is different. So the FTC is different. That's that's not uh, not uh, sort of uh, deceiving customers of her tummy tea. This is about investors in a security, and the SEC takes this very seriously. They're trying to characterize all these cryptocurrencies as securities so that they can start regulating them. And they say, look, you were paid $250,000, is what the SEC says, and you needed to disclose all of that. And you didn't. By just putting hashtag ad, they didn't know that you were paid $250,000, so you have to not only disgorge the fee you got, but I'm going to slap you with a million-dollar penalty, which is not a lot of money to Kim Kardashian, but is a hefty fine yeah. for an individual to get from the SEC. So they said, pay back $1.26 million, and then they had a press release saying, hey, they basically put out a warning signal saying, hey, all you celebrities with these big followers, if you were promoting cryptocurrency, you got to follow our rules, is what they're laying down a marker. Kim has agreed to cooperate with the investigation. I don't think she'll be getting in crypto anymore. Although, no. query whether this has a larger impact on whether she's able to become a lawyer. I've seen a few stories about, you know, <laughs> you are so anti Kim <laughs> being a lawyer. You're so threatened by that. Well, you need good moral character, character like mine, Eric. Well, like you a... need to get into her lane. Start posting some bikini photos. <laughs> Please so, don't. Please so don't. the SEC, Gary Gensler is the is the head of the head of the SEC, and he said this case is a reminder that when celebrities or influencers endorse investment opportunities, including crypto asset securities. And he called them securities, which is, is, is a point of dispute. It doesn't mean that those investment products are right for all investors. And he's saying there's a higher standard when you promote these things. And it's not just your tummy tea. This is different. And I'm going to slap you with a fine. I think you will see much more of this. Now, Kim is also being sued over uh, promoting this in a, in a civil lawsuit where people are saying, hey, I lost a lot of money. This is kind of like a pump and dump. You know, the, the coin goes up. Were you holding it, and did you sell at a high price? And I'm left uh, with yeah. this with this worthless coin. The coin is worth fractions, many many decimal points away from a penny now. So people did lose a lot of money, and, and I'm, I'm you know you don't want people to lose money. But if you're basing your financial advice off of a Kim Kardashian Instagram ad, yeah, that's on you. It is, it is. I get it. Buyer beware. And if you're you know playing with investments on Robinhood or playing with cryptocurrency on Coinbase, you sort of know you're getting into something that is inherently very risky. That being said, the SEC is charged with protecting dummies. I mean, that that is the role. I mean, <laughs> yes, you're, you're somewhat sophisticated, but oh, I'm a dummy on all this stuff. Lowest common denominator. That's who you're protecting is the person who does follow Kim Kardashian. That's their role. So that's why they slapped her with this. And you get a lot of news coverage. So hopefully the next person doesn't stupidly buy an Ethereum max coin. So does this hurt crypto in general? If celebrities are like, we, you know what, we're just going to back away from this? I think it hurts it a lot. Crypto is in a, in a weird state right now where it's been crushed and it's trying to sort of regain its footing as a legitimate alternative to, to traditional currency. But when you see stuff like this, that it's rife with scams yeah. and you hear a big person, we heard this with Matt Damon, remember Matt Damon was pushing some crypto and Kim Kardashian, everyone starts to get very nervous that, oh man, these are just all Ponzi schemes and yeah. I'm, I'm a dummy. It's hard for it to imagine crypto surviving this because it's so based on people's faith in it being a real and, thing. And so many That's people it. kind of don't think it was real to begin with. Yes. It's like what what really like stocks you can kind of understand the concept of what a stock is. You sure. own part of a company. But crypto it's like what it's currency. It's purely based on faith. A dollar is, is worth a dollar because we all believe it's worth a dollar. It has yeah. no intrinsic value. It's a piece of paper. They're trying to do that with digital currency. It's a tough sell. It's always been a tough sell. Now, Bitcoin's still $19,000 a coin. It hasn't gone away. You're into it. I'm yeah. not. But I know it, anytime you or somebody tries to start explaining it to me, at a point, your eyes just kind of glaze over. Sure. It's like, you've lost me. That's the problem. And then when you do see mainstream things about it, it's this, where it's like, eh, this is maybe kind of scammy. Yeah. Then you lose interest in wanting to be part of it. Look, it's faced headwinds before and, and recovered. I don't think 
think this is the end of cryptocurrency. Remember at the beginning there was something called Silk Road where it was you could go online and use Bitcoin to buy basically heroin. And everyone said, <laughs> no, oh, I, don't I see what Bitcoin is for. It's, <laughs> it's for illegal transactions. And people were like, oh, that'll never take off. Then the Silk Road controversy moved away and Bitcoin it, took off. Now it's being challenged by these headwinds from the SEC and Kim Kardashian and all this kind of stuff. It'll, it'll come back. I kind of get it. But it also, I think, it feels to some people like, the you know, if you remember like in the late 90s and early 2000s, the dot-com boom, when yes. like, people were making all this money on all these websites and then the bottom fell out of that. And right. like, people lost their entire life savings. But I, there's a few survivors. Amazon survived the original dot-com so boom. It, but so it there'll seems, be a couple seems, that last. When, when you put it like that, like, oh, you might do really well with it, yep. then it seems more not like a financial investment. It seems like playing the lottery to it get seems rich. seems like a casino. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it, there's an appeal to that for people, but most people are not going to put their life savings in that. That's right. It'll probably always be somewhat marginalized during our lifetime, but we'll have to yeah. see. You know, uh, a sure way to win money. This is the best story of the day. I love ahead. this. This is, uh, this is our big sports scandal. Yep. You know, and, and it's weird. It's not the usual sports. Mm -hmm. You know, we recently had the, the, the cheating scandal in chess, maybe. Now we've got a huge cheating scandal in a fishing tournament. Yes. The, the Lake world of Erie, professional fishing. Yes. The Lake Erie Walleye Trail, the loot, L-E-W-T. Uh, these two guys had won. Their fish weighed, uh, what was it, 33 pounds total or something like that? Yeah. Uh, and so that's significantly more than these fish should have totaled. And they felt a little lumpy. So the, the judges started looking and found metal weights and other fish bits inside the fish. These two guys and not had, modest weights. I mean, there's no. sinkers that you use in fishing that are about this big. They're pulling out clumps of lead when yeah, lead it's is like, a very like heavy element. Metal balls, like yeah. and and other and like fish fillets and parts from other <laughs> fish they had stuffed inside these. So the uh, the fillets are amazing. They're like prepared fish yeah, fillets yeah. stuffed into an existing <laughs> fish in this very meta way. But anyway, uh, so the, the the judges like discover this. There's amazing video where they're like, hold on, because it was a little suspicious how much these fish yes. weighed compared to every other fish in the tournament. And they decide, they start finding the weights. Yes. And they start being like, these guys cheated. And the man is standing there who, who has caught these yeah. fish and he is silent, watching as they're gutting these fish and pulling the metal balls out of them. Yeah. It's remarkable video. If you, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I have seen the scene where she's walking through the corridor oh, the and they're just shaming her. Yeah. It's what it sounds oh, like. Oh, it's more aggressive it's than that. Yeah. These guys, start, people start screaming Lots of profanities out You better them. leave town. <laughs> it got it got on the verge of some violence there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The, the indignation is is real, though, because when you win these tournaments, there's real prizes. They, they I mean, won almost them, 30 grand. Yeah, $28,760 they would have won. And the allegation is that this goes further than just this tournament, that these guys have been winning fishing tournaments all over, and now prosecutors are looking into it because this is serious. Look, and, and they're looking into potential felony charges. Uh, I think the charge, they haven't determined what it would be, but it'd be something like theft by deception is is, yeah. is a charge. They are just they are winning through cheating. Now you're not just cheating the game where you violate the rules and you're kicked out of the tournament. You're stealing money from people who could have potentially won. Yeah. Now you've got a crime. And that's you're a, you're a lawyer. My nose thirty thousand dollars is that a felony or what's the dollar amount oh, for yeah. felonies and misdemeanors? Oh yeah, usually a thousand dollars is grand theft. So, so I'm sure in this it varies by jurisdiction, but we're well over the threshold. Yeah. This would be felony grand theft by this deception. Is, this is like reverse deflate gate. It really it's, is. It's it's <laughs> plumping up metal weight gate. Yeah. Also, I love the sidebar. The director of the tournament. His name is Jason Fisher. It's perfect. I mean, it, you, it, <laughs> stories don't get more perfect than this. And yeah. I, I do think you'll see the these guys made an example of, uh, and there will be some sort of charges because. This, although we think of this as, oh, this is a marginal sport. This is like chess. No. In is, these regions, this is very that's big $30,000. I mean, that's yeah. that could be close to a year's salary yeah. in, in, for some people. Like, that's a lot of money. And, and you know, when you—and also these people grow up loving fishing. There's sort of yes. a— 
a sanctity and a purity to it. Yes, I think that's what that's they, the point of it is trying to catch the biggest fish, and and you know maybe you do, maybe you don't. And when these guys are cheating, they're the real life guys who say I caught a fish this big, but they actually caught it. Like <laughs> yeah. we have that term because there's a lot of pride that goes into catching a large fish, and, and so the one that got away, show. and the one that got away. Well, yeah, you lie about the one that got away. You don't stuff one full of metal weights and say this is the one I didn't get away. It's a remarkable say go watch the video on it's, the website because it is it's just remarkable uh, sort of slice of society like you hear the people just shouting at them you see the shame on the guy's face because he knows what's coming. And it's immediately open the you know, fish it's coming out. There's a long long pause like yeah. five minutes where they're, like they're counting and what's going on and then they announce like they say he's cheating he's and you cheating. hear the crowd just start erupting and, and they then they turn. just start gathering around like I'm I mean, it's awful what they did. I'm glad they weren't physically hurting this because it looked like it was going to get violent. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see if there are charges. I suspect there will be because there's yeah. a lot of outrage about this. There should prosecutors want to get reelected in these small areas where fishing is a big yeah. sport. Better charge these guys. These game commissioners. Yeah. All right. Let's move to our last sort of uh, serious story, which is uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is, suffers from what I call great man syndrome. He thinks he's not only the great man who, uh, you know, modernized the electric car. He is sending satellites to space. He wants to get into all areas. He also wants to be Henry Kissinger. He's, he's, he thinks he can solve uh, yeah. the, the conflict in the Ukraine. In Ukraine, um, And he's got a four-point plan to do so. He, said, yeah. he tweeted, Ukraine-Russia peace. And then he has four points. Redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. Russia leaves if that's the will of the people. Because that's what Russia would do. That's right. Yeah, well, we, we lost. Know. I guess we just go home now. Yeah, Putin would just put his tail between his legs yeah. and head on back. Uh, the second part is Crimea formerly part of Russia. This is a very controversial part, as it's been since 1783. A lot of people are saying, well, there were other accords and treaties that said it was part of Ukraine uh, in 1994, a very important one, yeah. before 2014 when Russia re-annexed it. But he ignored that. He said since 1783. So he's saying that actually should be Russian territory. Very, very controversial. Well, how far back do you want to go? I mean, Exactly. Whose territory is it? Just pick yeah. a date and time and see whose it is. Uh, the third one, water supply to Crimea assured. So Crimea, for, for people who don't know, is on the Black Sea. And access to the Black Sea is a big, big deal. That's why yeah. Russia wants Crimea, not just because it's a, a beautiful peninsula with nice beaches. Yeah. Uh, and Ukraine remains neutral. So everyone thinks Ukraine, should they be part of the European Union or should they remain neutral? He's saying keep them neutral or else there will be this Russian aggression. It's uh, not that these points have no no sort of he's, he's saying he's like this is what's going to happen anyway so either do it now and, it. or how many lives do you want to lose but this is also basically just saying more or less simplified give putin what he wants yes the problem the reason i hate this is there's a lot of people thinking about how to solve the solve the conflict in russia ukraine uh he's a guy who has probably thought about it a little bit but is very busy has a lot of things going on he's suing twitter and so forth and to sort of put this out to his followers as like i figured it out I think is irresponsible. And, and you know, there are people who should just be sort of espousing their support for, for Ukraine, and that's enough. Because you, what Ukraine needs is the support of the world. They don't need your plan. There are plenty yeah. of people who have more sophisticated versions of what you've stated, Elon, and that's what bothers me is, is there's a sense in which he just thinks whatever I say is important and it should go out to millions of people. And people gobble this stuff up. And I think it's destructive to actually solving this crisis. And it's it, interesting. Quickly, I love uh, the Lithuanian president, yes. who was an ally of Ukraine, yeah. sort of put this in terms for Elon. He was basically saying, if someone steals the wheels off your Tesla and claims them as theirs, that but doesn't make the whole the wheels or the entire car theirs. That's right. <laughs> and, and he says, regardless of whether they vote to take the wheels yeah. off your car. So, you know, Elon's putting a lot on, like, let's have some open elections. But 
there's a core conflict here. There's a sort of misunderstanding of, of what is legitimate, and you can't just vote away these things necessarily. And, and even if you could, that assumes that Putin would just stand by the results of that election. That's right. And you can't trust that. So, look, the conflict is, is very, very complicated. And to boil it down to four points, I'm sure there there is something to be said for each of these four points, but I think Elon hasn't thought this through, nor should he. He's not He's not a secretary of state of this country who's not at devoted all. to thinking about these things. He's sort of doing it passively, maybe on a yacht, and I just don't like this kind of approach. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys uh, on Thursday. Uh, download the podcast. Uh, until then, thanks. See ya.